Welcome to the Kiwi Music Podcast, proudly presented by the 13th Floor and Podcast New Zealand. I'm your host, Marty Duda. Welcome, Andrew, Solarosa. New album coming out. I just gave it a whole listen today. It's actually an excellent record. So, Thank you, Marty. I'm loving it, loving it. So the album is called Chasing the Sun. It's your seventh album. It's out on yep. September 25th. And my understanding is that it took, it's five years in the making is what I read. So it, uh, before we go track by track through it, it's, give me a little overview about why it's taken so long. Yeah, well, I, I, uh, my MO for the album was to just take my time with it. And um, I kind of felt like with the last couple of records, they were rushed. Well, I didn't feel like they were rushed. They were rushed. Um, right. Due to financial pressure, mostly. Um, so, yeah, Solar Rosa had done a lot of international touring and kind of uh, made a few bad decisions. And, and so, you know, that started affecting how the records were made. And, and um, uh, you know, no one should ever be kind of put under those pressures, really. It's, you know, you want to be as close to 100% happy with it as you can when you get to the finish line. So, um, so yeah, I just said to myself, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to bow to those pressures um, and see if I can make it through without, uh, you know, without falling to that. So um, yeah. And it just took five years. There was a point at, at three at the three year mark where I, I thought it was finished. Um, but I'd had such a great time collaborating with so many different people that I kind of just thought, wow, what if I, what if I just try and collaborate with some other hot cats around the country and see, uh, and see what comes of it. You know, one of those, one of the, well, two of those people, yeah, Lewis McCallum and Jeremy Toy were kind of, they just really sort of opened things up and changed the direction of, um, of where the the music went. So, um, yeah. yeah. Cause this album is all about collaboration, isn't it? Which is kind of different for you. Yeah. So I kind of started out, um, you know, it started out as a as a studio project, and I'd spent my whole sort of teens and twenties playing in bands, and uh, yeah, and I, I wanted some autonomy. I wanted to make my own decisions, and um, so sort of Solar Rosa came out of that. Uh, but you know, after the first couple of records, I realised my musical limitations, and <laughs> started started to collaborate with. Um, with people that could actually play and then uh and then you realize that it's you know i mean that's what music's all about collaboration so right. um i kind of with the magnetics album in 2014 um we decided that we wanted to do that album as a as a band project and and not work with any um outside you know well, as far as musicians go anyway, no outside sort of players, but, you know, obviously there were um, lots of vocal collaborations from around the world, but, but yeah, but other than that, it's um, since kind of the Moves On album in 2005, it's, it's, it's predominantly been about collaboration, yeah. Okay. So we can get into the collaboration as we go through the tracks, because obviously the collaborations will make themselves evident. So... We got 12 tracks to talk about. The first one is called For the Mighty Dollar. 
and it features Kevin Mark Trail and Charlene Hector. So what, can you, what shall you tell me about that one? Yeah, well, um, I mean, I started working with Kevin in, in a, yeah, around 2013, I think. Uh, uh-huh. um, and that was one of those kind of situations where um, my manager at the time said, oh, there's this guy, Kevin Mark Trail, he's, he's with the streets. He comes over to New Zealand all the time. Um, you know, you should link up with him and record a track, or you know, just meet him and see what see what comes of it. Um, so that was a real kind of taking. Took a, you know, I took a chance. I had I'd never met the guy. I had no idea who he was or anything about him. And um, and he came in and we did a few tracks together. And he was just really, just a really lovely guy. Right. It's like one of the best human, humans you can meet. <laughs> so, <laughs> gotta go from that, that point, of, from that point of time, um, we, you know, we started doing shows, and he was either living here or in Australia. Um, so he he'd just come over for shows, and we, you know, he talked with us um, for for many years after that. Yeah, and so I've I've worked with him ever since every album. Right. I always, and what can you tell me about the song itself for the Mighty Dollar? Um, well, it was, I think with that track, I, I, I kind of knew for me instantly that it, that it was a good track. Uh, I kind of thought it was the strongest track on the album, uh-huh. right, right from even kind of in demo form. It just had some sort of resonance to it that, um, I connected with and um, yeah, so I, I mean, I had it as a, as an instrumental for quite some time um, before playing it to Kevin and uh, we were in, in London at Tile Yard Studios and, and Kevin just said, yeah, I like that one. So he, he just jumped on. He's the kind of writer that um, he just writes lyrics on the spot and just, you know, just goes in and does it and he's quick and uh yeah so that's how that's that's how that came about and then Charlene Hector's um I've, I've worked with her before as well on the Magnetics album and she's kind of best mates with Kevin and uh-huh. she sings she sings with Basement Jacks and she's a uh, like a real um big gun vocalist in, in London <laughs> big she, gun. She, yeah she is she's she's got an incredible voice and she she works with a lot of high-profile acts over there as a, yeah. you know, either, either as a performer or a, or a vocalist. So, yeah. Right, right. And she's on the second track as well, Running. Yeah, she is. What can you tell me yeah. about that one? Uh, again, a lot of these tracks are just, you know, I made the music here um, in New Zealand and then sent it out to just various different people that I wanted to work with. Um, and they'd just sort of they'd pick a tune generally, or pick a pick a couple, right? Um, and I arranged for these sessions uh, at Tile Yard Studios in London, and and people would just kind of come to me. I'd have I had a little room there, um, and so Ronan was a uh, Shark Seven, who I believe was recommended to me by Kevin. So again, I I didn't know much about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I just took a gamble and, uh, yeah, 
Yeah. So when you, when you work with somebody like that for the first time, when you don't really know too much about them, and let's face it, music yeah. is a pretty personal thing. How, yeah. how, do you, how do you get that communication going between the two of you? <laughs> well, it either works or it doesn't, I guess. It's, yeah. Sometimes it's awkward. So, you know, majority of the time it works out. Um, I know, I remember with, with this particular track, uh, we were kind of struggling a little bit with lyric writing. So uh, there's a few moments on this album where I actually would jump in and, and help out with the lyrics, which, uh-huh. which I don't particularly like doing, but um, <laughs> uh, I sort of, I said to myself, um, you know, a couple of albums back that if I wasn't happy with lyrics, I should do something about it. Uh, on on the day because there'd been a few recordings where I didn't like something that was sung or a particular line or whatever, but I, I didn't do anything about it, you know, because I didn't want to offend or the singer. And, um, and then you have to live with that, you know? Yeah. Well, that that leads me to, I was thinking with all these collaborations, do you have to worry about the fact that you would lose your own vision among what's going, what ends up happening on the record? because you have so many other people involved? Do you have to kind of keep that in the back of your mind that it's your record? Uh, I don't have any problem with that. I don't, you know, it's, it's always my record in the back of my mind. And, and you know, so I, yeah, I, I don't have any problem saying no or, you know, right. culling something if I don't particularly like it or, there's, you know, you, you learn di- diplomacy as you go. You kind of, uh, you know, in my early days, I probably wasn't that tactful with um, right. working with <laughs> singers and whatnot. Um, but you get better at it and you learn ways to, you know, to sort of get to a place where you're both happy without yeah. being an asshole. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that always helps. <laughs> so the third track yeah. is called Something Good and it features Thandie Phoenix, who uh, my understanding is she's from Australia. She is, yeah. Uh, she was recommended to me by my uh, music publisher, um, Native Tongue, who, I mean, at, at this stage, I kind of had a complete record. Right. I just had a few I had a few tracks left over that didn't have vocalists um, attached to them, and I just mentioned to um, Native Tongue that you know, maybe I could go to Australia and, and, and work with some people over there. And they gave me some recommendations and uh, Tandy was, was one of them. Yeah. Cool. So, she kind um, of reminds me, I don't know if you remember listening to a singer by the name of Carlene Anderson back in the nineties, but kind of the same vibe. Right. Nope. She right. was, she's uh, the daughter of Bobby Bird and Vicky Anderson. So uh, okay. she had a few records out back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, same kind of thing. And then cool. you don't know uh, is a very funky thing, and it's got horns and sax and all sorts of things. And yeah. features Josh Berry. Who is that? Well, again, um, Josh Berry was a wild card for me. So what happened with that one is I turned up to Tile Yard one day, and I I booked these. You know, I booked a room basically. Um, and the, the artist that was going to turn up, you know, sent me a message saying, uh, I can't come today. Can I come in a week's time or whatever? And it's like, no, uh, you know, <laughs> I've, I've, I've flown from New Zealand for this. So, you know, I'll right. go on next week. But So they couldn't turn up. And 
I just went into the reception at Tidy Art and was talking to the guy that worked on reception and was like, ah, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, you know, maybe I'll just leave for the day. Or And he, he was like, well, I manage this guy, Josh Barry, um, if you want to check him out. So I think he sent me a track or something and I had a listen and I was like, yeah, bring him in. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And it was, it was one of my favorite collaborations uh, on that album. He, he was just like a, he was just a pro, you know, he just, he worked really fast and came up with a hook fast and, and it was all over in about an hour and a half. With, oh, that's you know, pretty cool. It's good to keep an open mind, huh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's Chasing the Sun, the title track, which features uh, a Kiwi singer by the name of Wallace. Yeah. Tell me all about it. <laughs> Again, uh, she was a recommendation from Native Tongue. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't heard of her, um, but I checked her out on Spotify, I think, and I just liked her tone. She's got a very, you know, um, I don't know, Billy Holiday-ish kind of quality to it. Um, and she was, she, she clearly kind of worked in a similar realm to me as far as kind of, you know, beats and soul and... Right. Um, so yeah, she she came into the studio in Sydney, and um, we ended up recording a couple of tracks. And yeah, it was, it and was since, great. Since this is the title track to the album, what can yeah. you tell me about the song itself? Yeah, well, this is the thing with this song is I recorded it initially with Kevin, uh huh, and I liked. Um, I'm trying to remember how the song goes now, but I, I <laughs> it'll come to you. <laughs> I liked I liked certain parts of Kevin's, but I didn't like all of it. So it was a bit of a conundrum for a while. I was like, "What am I going to do with this? Do I redo it with Kevin next time I see him?" Or um, and then I kind of had the idea that uh, maybe it'd be good as a sort of almost like a duet. Um, right. So. Yeah, we just we went in with that in mind, and um, and I, I think it was Wallace worked, you know, was very complimentary to Kevin's vocal, and uh, and it just kind of came together. Yeah, got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And speaking of lucky, on the next track, you got our man Troy Kingy on it. Who uh, yeah, he was just here uh, a couple of days ago because his album came out on Friday, and he yeah. played a little song. Man, he's amazing. I. Yes, yeah. Great things about him. So, how did you get him involved in this? Uh, well, as you might have noticed, there's not a lot of Kiwi singers on the record, and um, uh, that's not because I didn't approach uh-huh. lots. I did. <laughs> I approached heaps, but um, for whatever reason, you know, they didn't work out. They didn't. It didn't happen. Um, but Troy's did, which I'm really glad about. It's you know, like I just sent him. Um, a couple of tracks I think and that was the one he picked and he recorded it remotely up at his studio and uh, yeah it wasn't until many many months later that I actually met the guy um, <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah we the, did it the we song is called show. Star to Star and yep. it's a pretty funky little thing because obviously if you're going to have Troy on it it's going to have something going for it so so when you met him what what, what was the conversation like <laughs> Oh, it's great. We actually did a show together. Um, Troy came in and did um, 
you know, did, did all the male vocal parts, at, you know, at a gig we did down south. But, um, oh, you know, just we, we just talked about music and as you do. And, yeah. um, you know, and I sat around the accommodation with Troy playing. Troy actually was playing me tracks off his, this album that's just come out now. Right. Um, you know, months before it came out. And just playing on his guitar and strumming in a in the room, and I was, you know, I was like, man, this guy's a he's a phenomenon. <laughs> Something really special, is. that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now so the next next thing is called "Searching for Love," and it features somebody named Kiko Bun. Yeah, Kiko Bun, I um, I actually saw um, perform with uh, the Next Men from the UK, and so I was over touring. Uh, in the UK and Shapeshifter were doing a show at the O2 Forum in Kentish Town uh-huh. and um, the next men and Kiko Bun were playing. Well, I didn't know that Kiko Bun was playing. The next men were playing and I was DJing before them. Oh, And so I finished, I, I finished DJing and um, the next men came out uh, who I'd known about for years and liked and they'd, they'd done a remix of, for me many albums back and uh, but then the singer came out and started sort of, you know, doing his thing. And yeah, I'd never heard of him before, but uh, I kind of went away after that and did my homework and, um, and really liked his vibe and yeah. uh, in his music. So I just contacted him and said, next time in London, would you be keen to get together and try and work on a track? And I, I actually just, cause he's, he's kind of known as a, as a, a reggae singer in, in lots of ways. Um, right. And so I only had one reggae-ish track for this album and I played that to him, but he, you know, that's not the one that he ended up doing. I was going to say, this one doesn't sound very reggae at all. (laughs) No, no. Um, And that track actually never made it to the album in the end. But um, yeah, so that's how I ended up working with Kiko. Cool, cool. Then Shine On is another one with Tandy uh, Phoenix. Yeah. So it is. what can you tell me about the song there? Uh, initially I recorded that with, uh, with a guy by the name of sincerely Wilson in the UK. Uh, and I loved his chorus, but I didn't love his verses. Um, oh. yeah. So, you know, I was trying to figure out a way to make the verses work and in the end it just sort of became a bit too, too hard. Um, right. and I wasn't, I wasn't heading back to London for another time. I'd already been three times by that stage and <laughs> I wasn't going back. So, um, I, I had, uh, I had such a great time with, um, with Sandy that I, I, I put it to her, like, you know, if I come back, um, would you be keen to do another track? And that's the track that we ended up doing. Yeah. So did she actually contribute to the vocal or to the lyrics and to the music or she just add her vocal? Well, she wrote the, yeah, she wrote, the whole vocal, you know, oh, great. hook, yeah, lyrics, everything, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, nice. so we redid it. We we redid it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's no idea featuring Jerome Thomas. Yeah, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Um, Jerome Thomas, I had seen on is a series called Colors, um, which I think comes out of Germany, maybe. Um, mm-hmm where they showcase new talent. So there's, you know, like Noah Slee's been on there and um, that's where I, I first heard Jerome. Um, 
so you know i was as i was doing these sessions i was always i'm always i've always got a wish list of singers and i'm always kind of researching and whether, whether on spotify or soundcloud or whatever um trying to find interesting uh, artists to collaborate with and so yeah i just i happened to discover him through this colors series right right um, contacted him and yeah yeah i, I enjoyed the drum track on that one is that julian playing the drums there julian dine plays all the drums on the album yeah yeah and, nice. unless it's me on beats but yeah yeah it's got a real kind of analog real drum sound feel to it uh, what he's doing here. yeah he is you know julian amazing <laughs> <laughs> and then we go to so many times which is another one with kevin yep yeah it's probably one of the earliest um tracks that i made for this album uh not sure what I can tell you about this today, you know. Uh, <laughs> right, basically, it is what it is. Huh? Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, just Kevin picked it, and we did it, and yeah. Cool. Well, we'll move yeah. on to um, My Love, which features Eva Lazarus. Who is she? She's from Bristol. Huh? Uh, so we were, we were doing a show in Bristol. We were touring around, and... Um, the venue that we played at, I, I was just having a conversation with the venue owner and, you know, me being me and always looking for vocalists. So it was just like, who's, who's the, you know, who's the greatest in Bristol right now? You know, who are the good, right. you know, who, who are the up and coming artists that, you know, might be good to collaborate with. And she said, have you heard Eva Lazarus, which I hadn't. And so, you know, went away and, and, and checked her out online and, she found out she's done a bunch of stuff with Mungo's Hi-Fi. And um, so, yeah, she she caught the tube from Bristol and we wrote the song in this tiny little room together, which was slightly awkward as we'd never met each other. And uh, <laughs> That's pure collaboration there. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, she was a consummate professional and, um, yeah. So it sounds like you had almost better luck finding people to work with you overseas than you did here in New Zealand because you said you asked a bunch of people here and they, they said for whatever reason they couldn't do it. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know what it is. I, I, maybe, maybe I've been around too long or... Uh, <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe people are like, oh, I don't know, that Solar Rosa guy, you know, I don't know, he's been around for 20 years, you know, like... but. Um, it worked out really well because we were sort of touring. And so when we weren't touring, I'd book time in the studio and right. London's amazing for that because you, you know, you, you can just be in the centralized hub and people can just travel from the outer suburbs and, ah, yeah. uh, you know, and, and be in the studio with you within kind of, you know, 10, 20 minutes or whatever. And, um, so it worked out really well. Plus you get to, you know, see the world and yeah, uh, you know, it's, way more it's way more exciting making a record in London for me than it is making it in my basement studio in Avondale. <laughs> <I can> imagine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we got one more song to talk about. Closing Statement is the last one. It features Wallace. And I have to tell yeah. you that the, I was attracted to the bass line. It was very sly in a family stone kind of, if you want me to stay, is that what you were thinking of when you were putting that together? I uh, wasn't necessarily thinking that, but it's definitely 
an influence. Yeah. yeah. And and Matt, our bass player, is um he's a real sly and family stone freak too, so we're always trying to go for a bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of the great bass lines of all time, so you can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And what can you tell me about the song itself? Why is it closing statement and why is it closing the album? Well, it's closing the album because you always, you know, you're always looking for uh, the best track to, cl to, to close an album. Um, and it just so happened that that one was called Closing Statement. And I thought it just worked. It worked yep. as an outro song. Um, and, and it worked in the, in the title. So, you know, that's how it ended up as the... Gotcha. Very good. Well, we got through all 12 tracks. Um, <laughs> so what the plan is, the record's out in a couple of weeks on the 25th. We, Of course, nobody knows what we can do or can't do at that point. Are you going to try and do some gigs? Yeah, we've got a whole bunch lined up. In fact, I just got another one offered through this afternoon. Oh, good. But, uh, you know, whether we can do them or not, who's, who knows? It's <laughs> um, crazy, man. Yeah, I, I certainly hope so. Um, I mean, we've, we've started rehearsing uh, the tracks for this album because, you know, you finish the album and you have to learn the album. Yep. Um, so, and so who's your group that you're going to be touring with? Uh, there's seven of, us, seven of us, including me. Right. Um, Dixon Nacy is our guitarist. Yeah. Uh, Matt Short on bass, Chris Grant on drums, Peter Laupolu on keys, uh, Bella Kalolo is singing with us at the moment. Um, we right. kind of have a rotating, you know, yeah. door of singers quite often, but um, Bella's booked in for a bunch of shows with us and, um, and a male vocalist called Dale, uh, David Wall okay. from Rotorua. So, yeah, that's the lineup at the moment. Cool. Well, hopefully we'll get to hear it live because that's where yeah, it should be. So. <laughs> yeah, it's sounding great. It's sounding yeah, really yeah. great. So it's, it's, you know, that was part of the... Um, Part of the MO as well was that I wanted an album that, you know, that I could play live, that I yeah. was going to enjoy playing live. Some tracks you record and they, uh, you know, they might, they might have been fun to make, but when you go to play them live, they just don't. Yeah. No, this, it's, you can hear that this is going to sound awesome when, when we're in the room with you. And, of course, it's kind of ironic because we're talking about this album of collaborations and we're all in isolation. So. Yeah. <laughs> so it's I got know. to be weird kind of doing your head in a little bit, but hopefully we'll get back to normal soon. I think it's doing everyone's head in a bit, you yeah. know. Um, it's definitely a, a, bit of, a bit Groundhog Day-ish, but um, what can you do? <laughs> it's like, what day is today? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not as bad as the first lockdown where that was just like, you know, that was definite, a definite sort of what day is it? And as yeah. a, you know, yeah. a, you know, kind of yeah. one o'clock every day for a while there before you uh, like <laughs> Okay, this has to stop. <laughs> <laughs> and it did for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very much for spending so much time talking to me about the record. Uh, like I said, I, I can't wait to hear it live because that's obviously the way it needs to be heard. But in the meantime, hopefully you'll sell a bunch of them and we'll all be in the same room together listening at some point. So good luck with it. Yeah, well, the, the, we're just um, – the, the vinyl's about to – be shipped Ooh. here soon. So there's Ooh. a double L, double Look LP. That. Yeah, that's going to be gold. good. Yeah, excellent. So I'm excited good to get that. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, yeah. have a good rest of your day. All right, thanks, Marty. 
Thanks for listening to the Kiwi Music Podcast, proudly presented by the 13th Floor and Podcast New Zealand. If you haven't already, be sure not to miss an episode by subscribing free with Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. 